0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Catherine's Quarters. I am super excited for my very, very special guest. Her name is La- Rashida Liberty. She is the CEO of Lady Live Sports and Entertainment as, long as, as well as some other titles, which we'll get to in a second. Um, but thank you so much and welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for
1: the opportunity.
0: Of course. So I want to dive right into it. I'm really excited to have you on for Women's History Month, of all things. Um, So as the CEO of Lady Lib Sports and Entertainment, what really drove you to decide that you wanted to start your own agency versus sort of joining an established agency already?
1: Well, I I have to say, I I think part of the work um, when I became certified I realized that there were several agencies that were trying to get me to come and work for them. Uh, and I started looking at that and going, what is it that they like so much about me that they're willing to offer me a job pretty much in the first couple of weeks of becoming certified? And what I realized is it's a couple of things. They knew the background of um, corporate negotiation for over 20 some years. They knew I had that Fortune 100 experience, the financial experience. Um, the, the legal experience from contract negotiation and most importantly, they knew what the brand was and how powerful it is to have a black woman at the helm of the table when negotiating on behalf of clients who are majority underrepresented populations. And so I said, that is my greatest asset. And that's the asset that I will leverage and I will own it myself until I can't own it any longer. So I struck out on my own. And the biggest barrier to most agencies and starting out on their own or most agents is that they don't have the capital or the resources to fund their clients. And I was in a financial position and remain in a financial position to be able to um, support and run my own agency financially.
0: And I also noticed when I was looking at your at your webpage that there's the meet the team obviously section and you have a team full of women. Was that something that was really important to you when you were sort of stepping out on your own to kind of give yeah. that opportunity to them?
1: Very. I, I love my male counterparts. I have a wonderful husband so I know the power of men. But I will say this uh, women cross the T's and dot the I's. If you look at what is coming through the pipeline now? The most successful athletes that are coming out right now are guided in their career by women. And what has made that powerful is that we're more than a transaction. And so a lot of agents and agencies look at it as a process and a, and a meal, per se, you know, represent 30, 40 clients at one time. It's like they can't possibly pay attention to the full needs and the full circle of that person. And so our motto is that we take care of the man, the athlete, the philanthropist, the person. So we take care of more than just their contract advising, but we take care of what their career looks like from a marketing standpoint. We make sure that they're financially successful when they leave the league. And we make sure that they are taken care of holistically. So we're not just dropping them off uh, with a contract at hand and saying thank you and never touching them. We touch our clients almost two and three times a week.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. And that's, it's great for those athletes, too, because then they sort of feel like they have some sort of like family that really is looking out, not just for the contract piece, but also yeah. everything else about what goes into being the best athlete they possibly can.
1: Oh, for sure. We, we actually call that, we say welcome to the family, because it is a family. Like you're going to have legal support, you're going to have marketing support, you're going to have mental health support, you're going to have a financial resource to help you plan your money and your resources. So we take care of the whole person. We're going to be at your games. We're going to support you. We're going to send you gifts. We're going to, We're just going to take care of you 100%. And so that's our our goal is to create that family environment to say and if of course they have families or even if they don't have families because we have some clients unfortunately that don't have the best family relationships, we want them to feel like we are an extension of their family. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. <laughs>
0: that sounds fantastic. Um, so I mentioned it a little bit at the top, but you you have many, many titles and lots and lots of experience. You're also the 25th International Grand Basilisk of Sigma Gamma Sorority Incorporated, and you talked a little bit about that really extensive corporate background. And so I'm curious how, if at all, all of those experiences sort of inspired you to decide that you wanted to do the sports agent thing and
1: develop your entire own agency. Yeah, I I would have to start first with what I've been grounded with. Um, I've been in Fortune 100 companies since I was in my early 20s. And so I've always been the black female in the room full of people who didn't look like me, mainly men. And so I've had um, a lot of success in negotiating, building brands in this country. And I want to say globally, all the way to Australia, to Austria, to Munich, Germany, And so I've been across the world building brands in the United States, but also globally. And I think being at the table and negotiating and learning how people operate, primarily through my expertise I gained at London Business School, I've been able to gain that corporate negotiation. So I'm not intimidated in any room I walk in. And so a lot of times the men say, well, how does a Black female negotiate with what is predominantly white male society. Well, that's what I've been doing for the last 30 years. So I'm not intimidated by it. I actually excel at it and I do very well. And even with the NFL, CFL, XFL, USFL, all four of them. And so um, that's the first thing. I think the second thing is having the, uh, the leverage in the sorority. So sorority leadership, I'm coming up on my 29th year. And some people don't understand the power of that. And so I have formed a lot of corporate relationships as well and different extensions that have allowed me to be successful and understand really how things work for athletes across the board. So whether that's to the, from the White House to negotiating with big companies um, for donations and support and marketing support, I use that and leverage all of that expertise and what I do for my clients. That's amazing. That
0: is a very, very extensive
1: resume. And we love. I'm sure the athletes are very excited to hear all about that too. When thinking it about, but believe it or not, we present to guys. We present to some families. Very rarely, though, because once I get the family on the phone, I pretty much got them. So we're probably at a about a 95% rate of closure. Um, once I get you on the phone, I got you. I got you. <laughs> like there, there's no. There's no if and, and, and bust because I know there's no other agent that can bring the the expertise and the the really the depth of work that I have done to the table for any client. If you need someone to negotiate your contract and bring you into the family, it is Rashida Liberty. I love well, that. You You're part of the family now. We're gonna take care of you. It doesn't, it doesn't help me to hurt you. Yeah. Right? So I, I gotta take care of my clients.
0: Well, I want to talk a little bit about the clients, right? The And I want to talk a little bit about HBCU athletes, because historically, obviously, they have not gotten the same shine or opportunities in the same way that if you go to a predominantly white institution and power conferences and all of that, yeah. not necessarily like a specific focus, but how important was it, is it to you and to Lady Lib Sports and Entertainment to sort of amplify that spotlight on those particular athletes?
1: I made a commitment to myself when I became an agent, that every draft class that I have, I will have a HBCU player or a group of HBCU players that I look out for. Why? Because offensively or skill-wise, they are the equivalent to any guy that's in the power five or any of those other groups. And so my goal is to market them appropriately. And one of my guys who told me he's from an HBCU, he said, I want you to know that although I went to an HBCU, I didn't have to go to an HBCU. And when he told me that, I understood exactly what he meant. Just because he made the choice to go to HBCU doesn't mean that his talent should be degraded in a way that he doesn't belong anywhere else. He can go anywhere else. He's making a conscious decision that that's where he wants to get his education. And so I really respected that. And from that point on, I really said, you know what? That is in my first NFL contract, the very first NFL contract by training, by timing, I want to say, by timing, was an HBCU player. And so I always respect that. I honor that. And I plan to represent any HBCU player to the greatest. And I want to say something a, a little more about that. A lot of agents go in and they they just say who's the top leader of the swack or the Miac or CI, you know, NIA. But it's they are looking at it as more of a transaction. And so what they do is they fit them in into their population of other players, right? Like, I ah, grab me one, I slide them in. And they treat them kind of not the same. What we do is we understand that sometimes our HBCU players need a heavier investment and heavier attention because the society says that they're behind in some way, but they're not. And so we usually invest more in their training. We invest more in their supplemental training around interview training and coaching. We put them out more to the media. We actually invest a lot more in our HBCU students and our athletes because they actually need more shine so that other people will pay attention. And so that has allowed us to have a lot of leverage and success with our HBCU clientele. And
0: there's been a lot of there's been a lot of national media coverage about HBCUs in in the, the recent years. Yeah. Um do you do you think that especially because there that athlete that you do, do have that he said I didn't have to go to an HBCU, I chose to go here. Do you right. think that the opportunity for athletes to choose to go to HBCUs And the amplification that you guys are doing just specifically with that sort of specialized training is going to encourage more guys to decide, or even women, females obviously have female athletes as well. Do you think that will help them feel encouraged to decide on an HBCU versus an Alabama or an LSU or where they're not getting that sort of specialized situation?
1: I think you're seeing a transition to more of the HBCU culture than you have in the past years, for sure, because they are getting that notoriety. We just have to bring our community of um, our scouting community along the journey, right? To say, hey, if you're in that area, you need to go visit the HBCUs and see what they got going, right? To say, hey, if you're in that area, you need to go visit the HBCUs and see what they got going, right? There are diamonds in the rough there. And um, there's gyms there. And you'll hear, I've heard from some uh, executives of the NFL, like, remember, the NFL is not a developmental league. So it's, it's not a developmental league. It's for the exceptional player coming out of college, right? And so what I say is there is exceptional at HBCUs. And there's a more exceptional coming. There's going to be, there are more guys committing to HBCUs for that reason to say, I do want to take my talent here where I'm going to play. And I notice also that with the COVID year, you're getting more grad transfers to HBCUs. They may have played at a Power 5 school, and they're saying, I want to transfer to an HBCU. So I like seeing that uh, journey to bring that attention to the right areas. There is excellence at HBCUs, and
0: we know it. It is littered that's- all over the place if you just take a look.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so
0: That kind of brings me into the idea about NIL athletes, right? Because I noticed that you also represent some NIL athletes. And what sort of is the biggest difference that you are cognizant of when you're representing NIL athletes and also representing, you know, guys who are going pro?
1: Yeah. So NIL, what we do with our NIL is we really hand select those because NIL is a lot of management. It's a lot of work. Um, but we really can select those guys who we believe can get those deals for those four to six months as they're in college in that last season of their year. So we target mainly guys that are coming, that are transitioning to pro fairly soon, because that creates the reason to believe for a lot of companies to say, I will invest. And so I'm very selective with NIL. I would never sign Uh, more NIL clients than what we can manage if they did transition for professional representation in the long run. And so that's our goal there. NIL for us, we try to make sure that they have at least four to six paid opportunities or that they have products and services delivered um, to them in that last season to really get in there for their benefit. So anything, any NIL deal that we do, we try to make sure it's for their personal benefit, not just a financially lucrative deal, but it's something that's going to enhance them more beyond finances. That's amazing.
0: I mean, I just thought, I always thought that NIL, like the initiation of that era was a fantastic idea because it was a complaint for, for decades yeah. <laughs> about all of these athletes not being able to get paid for their likenesses and schools benefiting um, in the ways that they were. So I love that. So I do, I want to touch back on something that you had kind of mentioned at the top in terms of just being a woman in this industry. How does that help you? Do you see any advantages in terms of the full service aspect of what you guys deliver or aim to deliver to the athletes that you represent at Lady Lib?
1: Yeah. So I think me being a, like just being a female agency, I think about the motherhood piece of me. So when I am meeting with parents, moms, and they're saying, I'm giving you the opportunity to be with my son and work with my son. I take that very seriously and think about how do I take care of this athlete just like I would my son? What would I expect as a mother? And so that's something that my male counterparts can't necessarily grasp because they've never been mothers. They may have been in caretaker roles and they may be single dads and things like that. But it's different about mother's instincts. So I can actually tell. My spirit of discernment tells me when one of my players is having a bad day, just by how he's responding, his text message, uh, maybe what he posts in his stories. I can kind of feel the energy and I react to that. So when we think about full service, we can do a quick needs assessment, just being a female to take care of our athletes. I saw athletes at the combine. I'll give an example. And they were represented by other agencies. And it's, I'm not saying that other agencies don't do a great job. There are great agencies that are out there that are not female ran, right? There's great agent male agents. But there are also agencies that it is a business model, right? They're going to take care of them on the contract advising piece, but they may not make sure that they have something to eat right? They may not have the fine detail of, oh, I probably should have had a car service there for them. Oh, their mom wants to attend. I probably should make sure mom has a hotel room. Oh, let me make sure mom has a hotel room on the same floor, right? Things like that. Or, oh, grandma, she's she's not well. I probably should identify the nearest hospital around just in case something goes wrong, right? They're not going to think of the fine details. Little brother, little sister wants a snack. What, what is your little brother or sister like? I want to make sure that the hotel room has that. Those things they're not going to think of. He wants a haircut. He's been in training like crazy. He needs a haircut. Who's cutting his hair, <laughs> right? Or I forgot, I, get the, I forgot my mouthpiece. Or I forgot deodorant. Or I have a headache. You know, these are things that happen that sometimes the agents aren't going to answer the phone at 2, 3 in the morning because they have 30, 40 other clients. They're going to tell you to call somebody in the office to help you the next day. We don't function that way. We're full service and we're 24 hours, 24/7. I like to say 25/8. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds more like 25/8 when we're researching yeah. hospitals and things. But all of those things are definitely important in terms of just getting the athlete in the best mindset because the opportunity yeah. will exist, but if you're not in the best mindset to to,
1: you know, snatch that
0: opportunity up. So that's amazing that you kind I
1: don't of don't have worries. Yeah. Um, My goal is to ensure that they do not have much to worry about and that most of those small things are taken care of so they can worry about the big thing. The only thing they need to worry about is uh, we joke and say, I want you to worry about see ball, get ball, hit ball. That's it. (laughs) Like, that's it. I don't want you to worry about all this other stuff. We got you on that end. Right. If you got a problem, text it to us. We're going to resolve it for you. That sounds like
0: going back to what you said at the beginning, the motto of like this is the family, like you're joining yes. a family, not in a mafia boss way, in a we take care of you in all yes. aspects.
1: In all aspects. Yep. That's amazing. Sure.
0: Well, I'm I really appreciate all of your time, but I have one more question for you. If there are any young girls, young women who are interested in becoming sports agents or what some sort of inside the industry of sports, what would be your best piece of advice to them or if someone who's deciding to change careers after 30 years? <laughs>
1: um, I would say the best piece of advice I can give if they were interested in this particular area, I would say, make sure you understand it's more than just the limelight. Um, you are pretty much the chief of staff for that individual athlete. Um, It is a position of, some people want the limelight of, I'm an agent, I'm a sports agent, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's much bigger than that. It's, it's a lot of work behind the scenes to support what we consider the principal. And the principal is that athlete. He's the number one person that you're taking care of. And that is the priority, right? And so it's a service industry. It's not a, it's not dancing all up in the videos. <laughs> it, is, it is a service industry. And if you are not ready to serve that individual and take care of their, every single piece of them inside and out, then it may not be the best. It, it is very rewarding because there have been times when I have sealed something for uh, whether it be those NIL deals, a marketing endorsement, uh, a great contract addition. Where I celebrated, and I'm just so happy that I was able to deliver that. But the reason I'm happy to deliver that for that person, so they're the person who wins in the end, right? The chief of staff for the principal. I love the that. Chief of staff for the principal. Yeah, that <laughs> is it. It is a working career. It is a pound of payment career. It is a very. It's a people business. Mm-hmm. It's more than a transaction
0: yeah most things that you end up doing any sort of service for someone you get a lot of the limelight but you also there's lots of work that goes behind behind too
1: too much is given much is required every time
0: (laughs) 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 it was perfect well thank you so much for your time i really appreciate chatting with you and hearing more about lady live sports and entertainment i'm sure that there is lots coming up for the draft so i'm excited and wish you all the best (laughs)
1: thank you
0: yeah absolutely and thank you all for joining this quick episode of Catherine's quarters i will see you guys next time and thank you to rashida liberty i will be watching during the draft to see how all of the things go and um do you have instagram twitter all of those things i just want to make sure i give you some time to plug
1: that as well so lady lib lib as in boy so lady lib 1922 is my Instagram. You can also send any type of correspondence at ladylib.com. So L-A-D-Y-L-I-B, as in boy, dot com. And of course, I can be followed as well on Twitter at Rashida Liberty, and you'll also see me on LinkedIn. And so there's just many channels. Always say, Google me. You'll find me out there. (laughs) Google me. I love it.
0: (laughs) I will make sure I also link that all down in the bio for you guys. Thank you once again and have an excellent rest of your Monday.